Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Today's humanities demands for resources vastly exceeds nature's ability to supply them. Food, water, climate, and extinction emergencies are unfolding before our eyes. Eight Billion Angels tells the truth about the conflict between the size of our global population and the sustainability of our planet. It dispels the misperceptions that technology can save us, that reducing consumption is the only answer, and that blame lies solely in the developing world. The film again is called Eight Billion Angels. Angels, and we're joined today by the producer and creator of the project, and that would be Terry Spar. Terry, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks for having me, Mike. Tell me a little bit about, with all of the information and all of the back and forth that we are inundated with on a regular basis about the fate of the planet, all kinds of different issues of, that come that surround that, what inspired you to do this? For me, the inspiration came from, uh, I'm, I'm 55 years old, and I've seen in my very short lifespan, when you look at humans' lives on the planet of 200,000 years, just in my lifespan, I've seen dramatic changes. You know, every summer we'd go up to Maine as a kid, and I still go up there, and uh, where Acadia National Park is, and, uh, you know, I've seen the, you know, the tides are so much higher now than they ever used to be. The detritus on the shorelines, the plastic, the the clothing, the trash that's, uh, you know, just washed up on shore. That was never around when I was a kid. And, you know, we used to have abundant fish that we would catch all day long. And now you're, you're lucky to catch a couple fish. It's it's really dramatically changed. So I felt that the story needed to be told and we needed to address an issue which is sort of relegated to the, the back uh, closet of our conversations, you know, both uh, personal, politically and, and, and internationally. And that is that we have too many people, you know, consuming too many resource, resources and, you know, generating too much waste, Mike. So what, how do you go from that sort of that realization that this is something that's happening in your life and you can see, see it happening? How do you get that to the point where we're watching 8 Billion Angels, it's sort of gathering of these different experts and pulling together all these resources. I had been in the business world for 25 years and I uh, kept seeing these changes and I kept watching the the movement and the climate movement and no one really wanting to address some of the, essentially what I would say is the, the, the much greater issue here, which is uh, what, what I mentioned, climate change is very real, but it's uh, it's just one symptom of multiple symptoms that are, you know, uh, coming across, uh, you know, our, our spectrum between, you know, the degradation of, of the forest, we're losing about a, a, a country the size of Greece every year uh, to, to deforestation, you know, the oceans are basically have been just uh, industrially mowed rivers and lakes and, and aquifers are being drained. It's just, it's unceasing our, our demand on resources. And so I said, okay, what can I do to address this? And then, you know, we can certainly write a book about the, the, the real issues here, or what's a good way to convey this. And I, I felt that film was really what I needed to have to do. And I, I, I dropped and I left my business and I uh, went on this journey. I did a lot of research, Mike, and a lot of uh, reading and a lot of, of, of texts and books and, and periodicals and uh, through that, made good contacts and, uh, you know, came up with these uh, storylines that are in the film. And for people who are interested, uh, you formed a partnership, a relationship with a Brahma Rama film distributor. You can go to the website. I do want to let people know how they yes. can they can find out more about this, because this 
no matter how you feel about the world we live in, you know, the state of the environment and all those other things, there are things that are going to happen, whether or not you believe it to be true or not. And I think this is one of the real strengths of the film is just in sort of laying out this this case for what's happening. Eight billion, eight billion angels dot org. And that's an eight. The 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 number eight billion angels dot org is the place you want to start. The film is going to be released, I believe, uh, world premiere on April 20th. So it's coming right up. And then the theatrical virtual release is coming up on April 23rd. And uh, there's a lot of different places for you to watch it virtually. Is, is there in another venue or platform that? Uh, no, but uh, certainly at that website, you can find all the uh, theaters. Uh, you know, we're, we're about supporting those theaters, uh, certainly through the difficult times they've had over the past year. So uh, please come out and watch the film and uh, partake either at the world premiere on the 20th or the 23rd. And, and, and you know, they're on at the, at the theater sites. We are a Southern California based radio enterprise. So Lemley is always a terrific uh, venue for uh, for people to check out. Oh, there's a lot of other ones, and they're listed on the website as well, so you can check that out. As I was watching the film, I went online to check the 20 largest by population cities in the world. And it's it's frightening, to be honest. It's just absolutely frightening. Tokyo is the largest metropolitan area in the world. It's almost 40 million people. And then you go from there. I think China has, out of the top 20, I think at least maybe half, but certainly close to half population centers in the world. There's an economist that I often quote, whose name I cannot remember from the Nixon era. And he he said, an unsustainable trend is not sustainable. And I guess that's what I'm going with all this. We're we are on a trend, whether however you feel about this issue, we're in an unsustainable trend. Totally agree with that. Uh, and, you know, you, you did some research on these, uh, you know, largest cities in the world. And you know, we are adding essentially four New York metropolitan regions a year to the planet of people. It's an enormous uh, growth rate that we're seeing, and it's swamping anything that we can do to try and reduce consumption. Uh, that's just, it's an overwhelming tsunami. And we, we, we must address this issue because it is the core issue uh, to what's happening to the environment. There is a number of things that in the film, uh, 8 Billion Angels, where you bring in these different parts of the of this big question, uh, water supply, population obviously is a big part of it. Technology, farming, all of these things that you look into. Uh, the oceans are certainly a big part of it as well. There is reason to be pessimistic, but I don't want our listeners to think that this is just doom and gloom, and you're going to want to you know jump in front of an oncoming truck. You, there are reasons to believe that we are at a tipping point, but it's not as if we can't prevent it from tipping the wrong way. It, it, the film itself, and I think that one of the challenges with filmmakers in the environmental world is uh, you oftentimes leave the the theater, you know, feeling depressed. Uh, I watched a film a, a year or so ago, that uh, Anthropocene, and it was just a, a, a basically mankind's or humanity's, you know, just uh, onslaught of the entire, you know, global you know, biodiversity and, and just, it was a, it's a, it's a stunningly visual film, but it, uh, it leaves you depressed. And so uh, 
we purposely include solutions in our film and we include hope in our film, Mike. And I think that's important. We want people to leave uh, the film thinking, yes, I am empowered. I can make change. And this is change that makes sense to me. And uh, I think when you see the people in the film, both the experts and the stories that are, are, are drawn out, it's emotionally moving and uh, it's empowering. And the experts all say, we cannot allow this to continue much longer on the road we're on, but we can pull back and we can begin to turn this around. Is there a particular area where you feel like like the low-hanging fruit in terms of how we can start to address this in a significant way? I do, Mike. And I think, you know, you brought up a good point. You know, everything that we've been trying to do for the past 40 years to you know, solve these uh, issues, these, you know, these emergencies, environmental emergencies, climate change, and all the other ones is hasn't borne much fruit. In fact, by all measurements, uh, pretty much every symptom has gotten worse. So, you know, we do need to try different things. And that's what this film is uh, really there to show is that we do need to bring this elephant that's in the room and discuss it. And uh, so, yes, some of those things that we can do uh, is, you know, after seeing this film and understanding the issues is to you know, educate, you know, ourselves through the film and also then go out there and educate the public, educate our friends, educate our families about unsustainable population growth and, and consumption and its destructive effects. Uh, you know, we should demand from our political leaders that, you know, we model and assess uh, available natural resources, both here in our country and other countries, too, because uh, we have to be able to live in balance with those resources. And right now we're not. We're consuming them faster than they're able to replenish. And uh, the same thing with the carrying capacity of our country. We have, you know, and in every country, we really need to see what is a you know, sustainable population level based on our current consumption and economic activity. So these are things that we can demand of our leaders. It's just a matter of you have to have an overwhelming majority of people who rise up and say, this is important to me. And I think that's what this film does is it moves people, uh, you know, galvanize this issue of unsustainable population growth. Watching the film, uh, one of the things that I've, I certainly was attracted to and know this to be true, and I think it's an important one, is the role of women in changing the dynamics of what we're, what we're facing. In every country where women have had access to education and healthcare and birth control, not only have the, the countries themselves benefited tremendously from it, but the population rate goes down, there is a better quality of life. And I see in the film, there are examples where that has been, where we see that uh, borne out. But I think that in terms of, it's not the only solution. It's not the only way out of this, but women being beneficiaries of education and economic opportunity have been shown to vastly improve the, the conditions by which a country can turn these things around. You're right. And in fact, if you look at Paul Hawken, when he cobbled together the 80 top actions that we can take now for climate change, he was astonished that in the top 10, number six and seven were empowering women, educating them and providing access to modern day contraception. And those two combined were the number one most impactful solution to affecting climate change and all other environmental emergencies, because it impacts all those uh, environmental you know, issues that we're seeing. So absolutely, it's you know it's it's amazing when you empower women, as you said, and, and they they have the ability to make their own decisions and gain reproductive autonomy and get an education. Not only does it improve you know their health and welfare and their children's and their families, but uh, it has an incredible improvement to the environment because they tend to have fewer children, they space them more, the environment you know starts to heal. 
The other thing about that continuum, if you will, is eventually women become empowered, not only personally, but they're empowered in political leadership. And countries that have women in charge, as we see around the world increasingly, and it's not a blanket always the case, but certainly most of the time, the political environment for changing the the trajectory of those countries in terms of their environmental footprint improves as well. It's not a hundred percent, but it certainly seems to be moving in that direction. And one of the other reasons we see so many poor people populating, having so many children, having sex is free. And, and we all like to do it. And we all like to do it. And I just think that in terms of, you know, your life outlook and there isn't a whole lot of economic opportunity and, pretty dire circumstances, these things happen. And I don't, I don't, don't, if that sounds crass and it's a dynamic that's, uh, that's a part of what we're, we're dealing with here. Sex is, sex is, you know, and says in the film, you know, uh, 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 Bill Ryerson from Population Media Center says uh, it's a, it's a subject that people don't like to talk about. And, uh, but we all like to do it and we're all here because our parents had sex. Uh, you know, it, it is a co- it is a topic that we need to discuss and we need to s- discuss openly. And it's very difficult for many cultures, but it's important because, uh, you know, we, we do need to certainly provide that autonomy to women to have make those choices and make those decisions. And, you know, one of the other challenges that was brought up in the film is patriarchy. And that is a problem where, you know, women aren't in control of their reproduction because of, of patriarchy and, and, and male dominated societies. And that's not healthy. It's not healthy for you know uh, anybody, including uh, the environment. Eight billion angels it really does pull apart the, the, all of these different aspects of what we're dealing with. But um, I did read a study recently that said this, the planet to be fully sustainable should have a population of somewhere between three to five billion people. And currently we're at about seven and a half billion people. So I, I, I don't know if you agree with that, th- those numbers, but um, it's open to discussion, I know. And it's certainly hard to put a put a, a an actual number on it, uh, Mike. But you know, there there have been some very good uh, scientific studies done based on consumption and economic activity that you know vary from a, a you know a billion up to three billion. There's a book, right. Uh, right. Uh, you know, just recently out called a Planet of Three Billion. Um, so th- I think more importantly than that is, as you say, we are living beyond our means yeah. as a planet and as a, as a society, global society, and we are having a very hard time reducing the consumption side of the equation. So we, we, need, to, we need to bring this to the, to the forefront as an important from an uh, ecological, but also from a human rights perspective. It, yeah. it, it brings a tremendous value to uh, human rights and, and reproductive rights and, and women's uh, empowerment. Right. I do think that this generation that uh, is beginning to find its place in the world and find its place in our political leadership, our community leadership gets it. And I do think that there's real reason to be hopeful. And uh, you get into that in the film, Eight Billion Angels, that this generation is under tremendous stress, but I think they're going to have to figure, they are going to figure it out. And uh, I want to thank you so, so much uh, for the film, Eight Billion Angels. Uh, we've been talking with the producer as well as the creator of the this project. And also, let me throw in, I believe you're the executive director of Earth Overshoot as well, nonprofit foundation, right? Correct. The uh, nonprofit uh, we established uh, to further the mission and the message of the film, it's earthovershoot.org, Mike. And okay. it has some really good uh, information on there and on uh, understanding uh, overshoot and ecological overshoot and uh, where we are uh, as a, as, a, as a planet. Well, I'm glad you've taken this on. I'm glad you produced and uh, 
were responsible for the creation of 8 billion angels. And I want to thank you for your time here, Terry Spar, for spending it with us here on Film School Radio. Mike, thank you. I appreciate your interest in it, too. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.